Welcome back to Fitness Unplugged After Hours FAQs, answering some client questions from the week. I'm Adam from Uberfit. I'm Danielle with Black Diamond Strength, and Adam's going first today. Stepping in. All right, so I've had a couple guys, uh, clients being uh, a little bit nicked up recently and uh, dealing with a bit of injury. Um, so my question is, uh, basically, how do you evaluate injuries and what steps would you want to take to make sure that you are addressing them accordingly to limit downtime um, and prevent you know, anything serious uh, injury? And I'll start by saying that uh, you know, my business and your business as well, mm -hmm. Danielle, uh, revolves a lot around strength training and uh, there will inevitably be aches, pains, setbacks, um, even exercise done in the safest, most uh, effective ranges of motion, you know, everything formed to the T, there is an inherent injury risk. So mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think that uh, there's a direct correlation between injuries and uh, any, any level of fault or, or um, mistakes in exercise. They, they, this, yeah. this will happen. There's, there just is, uh, you know, a certain level of risk with any type of exercise, running, lifting, anything. So... Um, so it does happen from time to time, even under the care, like, you know, we pay, you know, really close attention to people's forms, um, but inevitably, you know, things get tweaked and even things will get tweaked when you're not with uh, a trainer or not working out. So uh, a couple of these injuries happened, um, you know, golf course, then they come in to work out and they're kind of dealing with some certain things. So that's, that's first. Uh, the second thing I will say is that obviously I'm not a doctor and you should consult your uh, family physician uh, right away if you think something's really concerning. But if we're talking about the day-to-day -day stuff of like my knee has been bothering me for a, you know, a few days or a week or whatever it is, um, the very first thing that I would say is take a step back, give it a couple days, you know, see how it progresses. Is there inflammation? Is, and pay attention. So is there certain pain in very certain ranges of motion? Take note of these things. Like, is it when you're going up steps? Is it when you're going down steps? Is mm -hmm. it when you lift your arm over your head? Like, you want to start to think about data points of what's causing the pain because it's probably not an all-day thing. It's probably in certain ranges of motion uh, that you go through. And that information, while you might not necessarily know what to do with that piece of information, somebody like myself or Danielle or, or your doctor or whoever you're, um, you know, your, your source of information is, will know better um, of what's causing that. So for example, you know, shoulders are a really good example. You know, your shoulder moves in a, in a pretty uh, wide variety of uh, ranges of motion. So lifting it over your head might cause something. Lifting, um, you know, external rotation, internal rotation, adduction, abduction. There's a lot of different ranges of motion and only one hurts. Mm -hmm. That's a really good way to narrow down what it is and what it isn't. Mm -hmm. um, so narrowing it down um, is good. Um, so from there, if it, if it doesn't improve, then you start wanting to see, you know, seeking out a medical professional. Mm -hmm. um, and probably what you're going to get is a diagnosis for more rest initially. Then what you're going to get is in just like some imaging. So like down the road, if you really want to know what's going on, you're probably gonna have to get some imaging done if it doesn't improve. What I talk to most of my clients about is uh, most of the time, I'll say most of the time, these injuries are just uh, aches and pains, nicks, uh, little things that happen. 
and your body would actually probably do better to continue to move in a less intense way as opposed to full-on rest. Obviously, rest for a couple days, give it some time, make sure it's nothing serious. Mm -hmm. But I've found a lot of things can be worked through, especially muscular uh, issues, uh, by continuing to do lighter forms of exercise, even yeah. walking or... Uh, just things that will pump fresh blood in there and keep uh, things moving because if things stagnate and get very stiff, it's the reason why most injuries are worse in the morning because you've slept, it hasn't moved, it's stiff, and then you go to stand up or you walk around and you're like, this is so bad. Yeah. But then by the end of the day or lunchtime or whatever, you start to feel pretty good uh, and things loosen up. And then it's kind of like this cycle where it's worse in the morning, better in the day. It's because you're getting fresh blood pumped in there, fresh nutrients, mm -hmm. fresh oxygen. That's going to accelerate the healing process. So I found much more success with continuing to move in some capacity. You really want to only immobilize, ring, ring. You only want to immobilize something if you fear that there's like real, real damage yeah. and further <laughs> movement would cause additional damage. Mm -hmm. Other than that, most things will respond better to moving it a little bit and seeing seeing basically looking under the hood and seeing what's going on with it so my, my main message in most cases with clients is keep moving in a less intense way and you're really going to be able to accelerate the healing process yeah. um, it's the same reason that um, you know pitchers baseball pitchers their elbows and and uh, shoulders are always kind of inflamed but the first thing they do after they throw is they go jog because mm -hmm. it continues to pump blood through the system and mm -hmm. it carries fresh blood to the extremities and that oxygen is used to help heal tissue and and you know drive out inflammation and get rid of all that muscle um you know muscle waste uh that the byproducts of exercise that are kind of floating around so continue to move continue to do light exercise including the joint or muscle that hurts unless you are very very confident um or your doctor has advised you otherwise yeah, that's my little tidbit on that is the saying, and I hate the saying, mm. but it works. Motion is the lotion. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> like, if you yeah. stop moving, it's going to, like how you said, you know, at night when you're sleeping, you're not moving. And you yeah. wake up the next morning, it usually hurts a lot more. Well, because you're not moving it. So yeah. you don't want to stop moving completely unless, of course, you know, yeah. you're advised to, but yeah. if you can especially work the joints above and below and try to figure out what's going on that way too, yeah. you might be able to figure out what caused the injury that way and work to prevent it from happening again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the same approach of like when there's something going on in your car and like, let's say you're, you know, you're driving home from work, car's kind of messed up, something's going on, something you hear a buzzing, you kind of would continue to drive on it slowly and just kind of like listen mm -hmm. and like take account like oh, when I turn the wheel this way it grinds a little bit or when I hit the brakes I hear squeaking you're gonna have you're gonna be able to gather some valuable information that's gonna help yeah. you to diagnose diagnose is probably the wrong word because you know not doctors but like be able to gather information and kind of start to eliminate what it might not be mm -hmm. because it could be anything and especially if you hop on Google you know you're gonna get the, you're gonna like get you have you have you know you probably need to amputate your leg you yeah know, but unless you drive a jeep wrangler just turn up your music and ignore all the sounds yeah those things are usually bulletproof <laughs> those things last forever not really <laughs> man my my old one had like one hundred eighty thousand miles on it was still going strong when i got rid of it yeah. that's 
not talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway. Anything but else I mean, on like, injury? Like, how do you attack well, when people come in? Like, because, I mean, it will happen. It will happen. And, you know, I was blessed to have an injury this summer. Hashtag um, blessed. <laughs> with my broken foot. Like, that's one thing. Like, obviously, you can't weight bear in, in that particular moment. And you knew, but you knew that right away. Yeah. Like, you would know. Exactly. When but you can't do it. The, the one thing I think that honestly helped me heal faster mm-hmm. was the fact that I still found things that I could do. Yeah. You know, I still, even though I wasn't standing on it or putting any type of pressure, right, I still was sitting on the bike and moving the arms with it and yeah. still strength training what I could all the way down to, right, you know, my knee, my quads and hamstrings, I was still able to get with seated machines. Yep. So... Be getting getting the blood pumping, even if I actually can't use that joint or that side or injury side or whatever, is still going to help you heal faster. It's still getting yeah. fresh blood down to that spot to allow for a faster recovery. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter what the injury is. There is something you can be doing to make sure that you continue to move. Yeah, agree. And from a mental perspective, I'm sure like keeping oh, able to stay exercising yeah. like saved you. Or, I won't oh, say it God, saved your yeah. life, but like for your sanity. I mean, for my sure. sanity, yeah. And I would say also be uh, just be conscious of don't look at an injury as um, I think a natural state. Uh, we look for the path of least resistance, so it's easy to see an injury and be like, "Well, this is a very valid excuse to not do mm-hmm. anything." And that's real. I mean, that is oh, a that's 100%. about as good of a reason as any. But there is no. You're never off the hook for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, again, if your goal is like, you know, the way I always see these questions is what's the best way to do it? Not like how you should do it necessarily. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to fix this injury as quickly as I can. Because I think most people probably think that way or want or should think that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is no, um, there is no like huge benefit in like okay no, I'm just gonna do nothing that's an excuse to do nothing mm-hmm. that's not that's not how you should approach it in my opinion I think there's always something that you can do to improve your situation if you dig hard enough and that might mean you know that might mean you have to do a little bit of research on your own or ask somebody like you know myself or Danielle like what are some things I can do that wouldn't put stress on this specific area yeah. if you don't have that like you know knowledge base of you know like if you hurt your knee you know what, what can you do for your legs? Like there's gonna be some things that you can do mm-hmm. that are gonna be in a safer position. Like you might be able to really light leg press. Like I wouldn't want you to be doing squats yeah, or like leg extensions, but there's probably there's something safe. you can do. There's something do. safe that we can figure yep. out. Yeah, yep. and machines become much more valuable in injury situations mm-hmm. because they run in fixed ranges of motion and you can't get, uh, you don't have to activate all those little stabilizers and you don't have risk for getting out of mo- out of out of alignment or anything so exactly little machine work can go a long way mm-hmm. to help pump blood in there like you know shoulder presses you know leg ex- or not leg extensions but uh um like leg press stuff like that mm-hmm. has has real value in those situations yeah, for me definitely so that was a good question thanks great answer thank you again <laughs> all right moving on uh, mine was um so for like my online clients or the clients that have homeworks to do when they're outside of homeworks Homeworks. Plural homeworks. Yeah, multiple <laughs> days per week. <laughs> um, and they're going to the gym themselves. I don't prescribe a weight for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're asking this week, what 
weight do I do and how do I know which weight to do? Yeah. So I answered this question um, a couple different ways. I do like referring back to that RPE scale that we had talked about a couple episodes ago because I do want it to be challenging, probably like somewhere between seven and eight, maybe even close to a nine. But then I talked about like, what does that feel like? So let's say the prescribed reps are 12 Mm-hmm. And you're getting to 12 and you feel no burn yeah. and and like you almost did nothing. Obviously, that weight is too light. If you, with still the goal of 12, if you get to rep number like six and it's like burning and your form is breaking down, you hardly get to seven, eight, and you have to squeak the rest out, that's too heavy. Yeah, I want you to have that burn where you're feeling like a, quote, pump mm-hmm. the last three reps you know that's where yep. i want want you to feel like you're working um but then you're also able to continue with the the rest of the sets at the same weight mm-hmm. right now i don't have clients going down in weights for every set i want them to usually stay the same the same reps all the way through on their accessories yeah. or same weight for the reps on their accessories Meaning they're non-big compound movements like yeah. back squat, yeah. bench, deadlift. Exactly. So like if you're doing a set of bicep curls and I have you yeah. do three sets of 12 and you're using 20 pounds, I want you to use 20 pounds for all three sets. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's the goal is to finish all the sets and reps at the same amount of weight. And if you pick something that was too heavy and you can't even finish the first set, that's not the, the goal I have for yeah. for that particular movement. So... I usually go off of how it's feeling and it's hard for us to prescribe that because um, when we were chatting about this earlier, you know, I don't know how they slept that day. So many variables. Did they eat enough food, hydration, like... Did you fight with your spouse? Yeah. You know, whatever, anything. Like, you you just might have a day where, you know, 20s just feel like heavy rocks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you just can't do it, so you have to go down to 15. I'd rather you complete all the sets and reps with the best... uh, form that you can and finish the workout that way then try to fail every every set just to do what you did last week if your body's just telling you no yeah you need to listen to it yeah no doubt i think to to be able to select a weight for people like i will um for some clients i will select weights um but they're i'll tell them and they'll they'll record their weights back so in Mm -hmm. the way we both use the program true coach shout out true coach if you want to sponsor this holla at me um, or, or, or reduce our prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good too. Yeah, you guys just bumped it. Mad. I think they did, right? Yeah. They bumped it recently. Uh-huh. Yeah. How dare you? Uh, so I will, and they'll record their weights back in the results section, and it, and they know that it doesn't have to match. These are like suggestions, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're off. Sometimes they just are. Uh, sometimes you know, there's there's a part of. Uh, I'm just laughing because of your speech that you gave this weekend at the NSCA conference. But there is a, an art part to it. But mm-hmm. there is also there's a science part to it. But there's also an art to it. Mm-hmm. There's not, um, you know, if you can look at like you know, there's scales of like if you can do this weight ten times, you should be able to do this weight five Max, times. Yeah. But those are just suggestions. These mm-hmm. are not locked tight. These are not uniform across all populations, mm-hmm. um, and they're not uniform across movements because, you know, as you've done, you've done powerlifting like. Whatever you can do 10 times, if you work that back, like that number is what you're going to be able to do one time is definitely not what you're going to be able to do really for one time. Exactly. Because at that level, adding, you know, five pounds is like 
you crushed it. Like adding five pounds to a big lift, if when you're looking at, you know, can you move it period from point A to yeah. point B is a huge accomplishment exactly. when you're at that level. So like these aren't uniform. Um, but um, yeah, there's just so many variables to be able to subscri uh, prescribe weight. You know, yeah. like I said, sleep is a big one. When's the last time you worked out? Yeah, what's mm -hmm. your food like? Are you caffeinated? Are you... Are you hydrated? Do you... I mean, a million yeah. things. Anything. I mean, any, any anything that you could say, hey, this would affect my mood, that will also affect your performance. Yep. So, and God knows there's everything. Like, did you... Mm -hmm. You give your dog a hug this morning that could that, that could be better for you you know honestly yeah. like, and i'm not even joking like those these little small things all matter and like mm -hmm. to prescribe weight is extremely difficult um but yeah i said the same thing i literally had that conversation um, because the guy i trained this morning um i see him four days in a week and then he's on his own for three or four weeks and then we readdress change mm -hmm. the program go through it and uh so when we're talking about prescribing weights i said the same thing i want the last two to three reps to be a grind and maybe even slightly uncertain for the last rep or two. Mm -hmm. You ha still have to put the work in. Definitely. Right. It's still supposed to be hard. Definitely. But it can't be hard at rep six if right. the goal is 12. It needs to be hard to complete t all of them. Yeah. Not hard to get through the whole set. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. About halfway, you should start to feel it somewhere yeah. in that halfway part. So, and that's time... if you're in your like classic strength training, like yeah. the pre the obvious outliers here like if you're doing like power we're not going for a burn no you know you're going for fast exactly. you know strength you're not going for a burn but most people that we work with we're operating in hypertrophy or mm -hmm. muscle endurance we're working you know at least six reps up to 15 reps somewhere yeah. in that range yeah. so like you should start burning you know six seven eight reps in yep in the only capacity. time i really ever get close to prescribing a weight is my powerlifting clients where I'm yep. giving them a percentage, but sometimes that percentage is a percent range, yeah. or they kind of know at that point what this percentage needs to be based on where they're at week-wise in the program. Yep. Are they adding more weight per week type of thing? So it's it starts as a percentage base, but then continues to go up yeah. with progressive overload with how they feel at that yeah. point. So it's. I mean, it, it's so hard for me to say, no, this is the way you're doing because I'm not the one moving it. I don't know what they're feeling. And yeah. the, the best way I can tell is by the look on their face. I can <laughs> tell when something's too easy or yeah. we can tell, you know, bar speed. Speed. Speed's everything for yeah. me. Yeah. But other than that, it, it's it's up to the person. And it's hard sometimes if they aren't slowing down and really thinking about how it felt yeah. to get the feedback from them to prescribe a yep. better weight. Yep. Um, so that's a, that's a completely different conversation to try yeah. to have. Like, well, what did you feel? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Cause you have to ask them that you have to make them aware of that initially. Yeah. Cause you can't think about how you felt in reverse. Yeah. Uh, how did it feel? Like it's impossible to access yeah. that. Yeah. You kind of have to like prelude, Hey, let me know if we need to move this weight up yep. after this set. Or for, in my case for injury, like we're going to do this box squat, pay attention to your right knee on how it feels exactly. and what point of the range does it start to where does it hurt yeah, yeah. exactly but you have to do yeah. that on the front end because you can't look backwards mm -hmm. that feeling so yeah right on that was a good one yeah let us know what other questions you have reach out to um at danny duro or at uberfit on instagram uberfit indie uberfit indie yeah and uh send us some more questions all right thanks guys we'll talk cool. to you next week see you later